Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman time. Y'all must have forgot why we the best. People say the punches weren't really necessary. What do you mean why were they not necessary? Because he was already knocked out at that point. But it, the referee hadn't pulled me off. And my job is to hit somebody till the referee pulls me off. So to so those people, I would say maybe don't watch him and they go back to soccer. You know, I made history here tonight. I set another record. It's my name in history one more time. WFAN and Odyssey.com. You guys caught me under under a bad bad time, but you know what I'm saying? The rock's cool. I like ballers. I like ballers. You know what I'm saying? But he picked the wrong side. He picked another side so he could get it too. He could get his ass whipped too. Straight up. With all due respect, he could get it too. I definitely want to defend my 145 about. And let's see, I'm gonna talk to Dana. Dana, tomorrow I'm gonna call you. We're gonna have a talk. I love you, boy. Here's your fight fan host, Pete Hoffman. This is the fight fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. Follow me at the HoffWFan, at the fight fan WFan on Twitter, at the fight fan with Pete Hoffman. Everywhere else, that's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, WFan.com, and the Odyssey app. This week, two special guests. Uh... Two fights are actually happening tonight. Zab Judah, it is an event. It's a celebrity boxing event. It's more about uh, it's a different style of celebrity boxing. We're going to get him on a little bit later. Also, Jake Shields, who's competing in a jiu-jitsu tournament, which is pretty awesome. Uh, we're going to get into all that in more in just a bit. Jake Shields, Zab Judah joining. But just quickly, the, the UFC event that's on today, right now, as we post this, uh, Paulo Costa versus Marvin Vittori. You all know the ups and downs of this card. That Costa couldn't make weight for many different reasons. Now, basically, it's a light heavyweight fight, which is crazy uh, to see what how this has transpired. Many different ups and downs of uh, of this. It's amazing how you go twenty pound difference here, and we'll see what type of fight we get out of Paulo Costa and Marvin Vittori. Cost somebody who I've been talking about for a long time. I think this guy has so much talent, and something has just been awry over the past year and a half. You saw that fight with Israel Adesanya. It was not the same Paulo Costa. It just was not. It was someone who was hesitant. It was not the person that walked in against Joel Romero, who was a straight-up killer, and went to battle with him. He basically, Paulo Costa, cuddled up. Huddled up into a ball. He basically curled up and it was just over. It was, I don't know what 
we saw at Apollo Costa, but it was not the same Apollo Costa. Apollo Costa from 2019, Apollo Costa from 2018, Apollo Costa from 2017, where he basically just ran through all of his opponents, and it seemed like some, something special was a Bruin. It's not the same case now. But we'll see what happens. If Vittori, same thing, Vittori didn't have a great fight against uh, Israel Adesanya. We thought we were going to see something different, uh, and it did not happen. Uh, so we shall see. We will see how these two collide now that they're in the light heavyweight division. Maybe the punches will, will be packed that much more. I'm not really sure what to expect out of here. And maybe Vittori just takes down Paulo Costa and just wears him out a little bit. And that'll be really not fun, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Jake Shields, again, as I said, has a, a tournament tonight in Phoenix. It's going to be on Fight TV. A lot, of, a lot of things are on Fight TV right now. But uh, we'll get into it. Here he is. Jake Shields talks about tournament and other stuff that uh, that involves maybe some of the Diaz brothers. We'll get to it right now. Here he is, Jake Shields. This is the Fight Family, your host, Pete Hoffman, and being joined right now by a very special guest. Jake Shields joining us right now. He's got a huge uh, tournament coming on this weekend, this Friday. Third Coast Grappling Championship in Phoenix. It's going to be on Fight TV. Jake, how we doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just, uh, you know, drinking a little coffee. Actually about to head to the gym right now and get a workout. There we only go. Had a, only had a couple weeks notice for the tournament, so trying to get myself in, in a little bit of shape real quick to hop in there with all these uh, all these young guys. Packed full of tough, uh, tough young up-and-comers, so it's pretty exciting to go out there and uh, see if I still can compete with the best uh, best current jiu-jitsu talent in the world. What is what is the biggest challenge for you? I mean, again, you said it's kind of last minute for you, but what's the big, biggest challenge is to get back and rev it up to be like in like um, conditioning, or is it more like th- these kids are are you know not studying enough to understand who these guys may be that you're fighting or that you're uh, well, you're grappling against? Yeah, combination of things. One, you know, I keep myself in decent shape year round, so it's not like I'm starting completely out of shape. You know, on two weeks, completely out of shape, I would be, you know, worthless. So I keep myself in <laughs> decent shape. But the main thing is right now, I'm in, I'm in Vegas. I'm mostly training MMA guys. So the majority of my training is MMA-based, not jiu-jitsu-based. So it's going to be a little different, uh, you know, hopping there. Just the jiu-jitsu game, the MMA game has a ton of similarities, but also a ton of differences. So having to readjust some of the stuff these guys uh, might be doing. I haven't really, uh, you know, I was training with John Don here for a little while. We haven't trained with him like a year and a half, Puerto Rico and stuff. So I'm not really up on any of the current jiu-jitsu. But it's... Uh, you know, I think I've done it long enough, and I've competed long enough. Where I'll go out there and do fine. And I, you know, I wish I had like one one more week to get in shape, but I think I'm in good enough shape to go out there. Also, I haven't uh, haven't done any tournaments in a while. Done a bunch of super fights, but you know, four matches a night that's a that's a lot of work. I think the matches <laughs> up, up to like twelve minutes a piece. So hopefully, I'll uh, go out there and get some submissions because I don't want to go like uh, what's that? Almost fifty minutes, <laughs> fifty minutes of grappling. That, that's a long night. So hopefully, I get those submissions. That's a long. That's a long week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. More more than I'm trying to do. So I need to go out there and tap some guys out. So take take me through this third coast grappling because I was looking through some of the, the previous event. I just for some of the people that don't understand, there it's a scoring system, right? It's a huge score system. Yes. Is this is this similar to other tournaments or is this a whole different uh, uh format? Well, th- that's another confusing thing about uh, jiu-jitsu right now. There's so many different rule sets, so you never really know what you're doing. So for me, I just try to get uh get as best I can so I can compete under every rule set and uh I did the show once, but I don't know their, I can't remember their exact rule set, but I know it's similar to like IBGJF rules with some variations. And I think it's, you have to have 11, if someone doesn't have at least 11 points when the first round of seven minutes is up, it goes into a five minute overtime. And then I believe that scored the same, but I think the points restart over. <laughs> so 
I, I need to freshen up in the rules when I get there because I don't know the exact <laughs> and I don't know the exact rules, but the hybrid. See, all these shows are trying to find ways to make jiu-jitsu exciting for the crowd, so they're all tweaking around with uh with the rules. You know, a good example is EBI came out, which uh the first couple of shows I thought was great and really exciting. Yep. But the problem, but the problem is that is now you get a lot of these guys. They've learned to game the system where they spend half their time training overtime rounds. They just try to stall and get to overtime. And if you have a guy like me that never trains overtime, I'm sitting there training MMA, and I go there with a guy that guy that trains three day a week armbar back escapes, sometimes have an un, unfair situation. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean it's a, it's all trying to beat the system. That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, it's every exactly. sport. Yeah, and unfortunately, every every rule set, guys, you know, guys will find ways to game the system. So it's a uh, so so it's tough finding the finding the right the right system. But I kind of like this. I think uh, I like I like it where submissions are encouraged, but ultimately you got to give something for points, like. Some of these shows will give nothing for a pass, uh, mount, back, take. I mean, those are completely dominant positions. If I'm sitting in someone's mount, I'm beating the crap out of them. So to get no points for that's a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> what do you think about the the uh, if I'm because uh, I remember EBI? I can't remember which one it was that started the um, was it the slaps were involved, allowed? Oh yeah, yeah. The um, what is that called? The EBI com, com, combat EBI. I think. Yes. Um, Thank you. Yeah, personally, like I'm not against it, but I was never really a fan. I like uh, I like either watching MMA or jujitsu. I'm not really, you know, there's no reason to really mix the two. It's kind of like a, a poor man's version of MMA. It's like yeah. just getting there and fight. Now, I have nothing against anyone that wants to do it, not knocking them, but everyone kept telling me, uh, why don't you do that? You'd be good at it. It's like, you'd be good at it, but why do I want to get there and like get slapped in the face? If I'm going to I'm gonna do that, I might as well get paid. Jiu-jitsu is like fun. <laughs> I'm going out there and like, I mean, not that they don't pay, but not the kind of money fighting does. So I don't yeah. really like uh, – I did mixing the two is not appealing to me, but hey, if people want to do it, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, speaking of getting paid, I mean, one thing that's it's probably over, people are over it by now, but it's still it's still out there just because it's something that, you know, we talk about fighters getting paid, who's, who deserves it, boxers are making tons of money, but it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of weighted as far as the big stars, big superstars. Meanwhile, in MMA, it's really still not even there. Um, there's, there's only like a few fighters that really get big paydays i mean how is that going how how, how is it in the uh, mma world get, being closer to it training a lot of these guys still and be, you being so close to it is a pay still a big burden on a lot of the, on a lot of the fighters yeah i mean unfortunately i don't think pay has really increased since uh since i was fighting you know one, one positive thing the pay was always steadily going up since i was fighting so i had that towards you i think it's kind of plateaued in the last like five or six years and guys are kind of uh Still getting the same pay. There's a few exceptions, guys like Connor, you know, Nate, a few of these superstars that are making good paydays now. But as a whole, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like good fighters that you look at them. They're making like 150k a fight. who's like a big name, and that's just uh, you know, a guy that should be making 500k would making 150 sometimes, and it's just uh, sad when you see that. You know, you talk about some there's yeah. some guys that are still getting paid nice. You know, you talk about Nate, somebody who does get paid nice. You know, we saw the return of Nick Diaz, and we saw that fight. It was interesting, but you know, going in there versus Robbie Lawler, he was saying that he didn't even know why they were scheduling that fight. Was it was it more because he just didn't want the same opponent again? Did he was he he really wanted Kamaru Usman, or was he really like because you, you always get concerned like you don't want to see someone go in just for a payday, but really doesn't want to fight? Well, what, what, what do you think Nick Diaz's reasoning was to get back in that cage? Yeah, I just think, you know, he needed some money, but he, but they, they rushed the fight. I think people pushed him to fight a lot earlier than he wanted to. He went from uh, from not training at all to being like, oh, you got to fight in like in like eight or nine weeks. But this is not like not training a little bit, like not training at all. Like get, so he had to get his body completely in shape from out of shape, find a place to live. It just wasn't 
wasn't enough time. I think he was maybe a little underpaid for the fight too, with how big of a star he was. So, oh yeah, it wasn't. Uh, you know, he's a superstar. I think he should have had. He had no pay per view uh, percentage to my uh, to my knowledge. He definitely should have pay per view percentage. He was just put in a, an unfortunate situation and put into a fight that he wasn't ready to. I think he needed at least uh, at least another six weeks to train for that fight. And the fact that it was such a you know with only a few weeks training, he was still to go. Out, he was able to go out there and show that he still could fight. That was pretty impressive. I think maybe that was good for his mindset. So now he knows. It made him realize, hey, if I properly trained, I still I could still go out there and win these big fights. He just unfortunately didn't get to properly train for that fight. Do you think we see Nick Diaz back in a cage ever again? I think we'll probably see him, you know, but I hope he's, uh, I hope he'll really do the proper camp because if he's properly training, he still can go out there and be a top guy. It's the problem is he had a long, long break, you know, and there was a, there was a long period where, you know, he was drinking and not doing the, not doing the smartest thing. So I think it's no secret, you know, I'm not trying to give him information, but I think anyone, you know, the following Nick knows it was a uh, pretty obvious. He wasn't in the best headspace, wasn't doing the right decisions. And it was a, uh, you know, we needed the process for the fight to get Nick's in the right headspace. And the problem is they're trying to do that and push the fight at the same time. But sometimes someone needs a, sometimes you need a couple of months to kind of like regroup your life. And he's in the process of doing that. And all of a sudden, like, oh, you're fighting next week. And it was mm-hmm. just kind of a, it was a, it was a very unfair situation he was, he was put in. And it was, uh, it sucks being so close to him and being around him, seeing it that he just wasn't ready for that fight. You know, the week going in, it was like, man, this guy's not ready to fight. He has, but he has no choice. You know, it's like, uh, I was sitting there being like, man, I wish we could just pull it and move it back six weeks or something. But it was just, you know, it was too late. We were already there, already in Vegas, like uh, had to go on. Dude, it's crazy because like I sit there and I talk to you guys all the time, like not you in particular, but like in general, I'm sitting here, I'm talking to tons of fighters and like we actually care about you. You know, like I'm a fan of the yeah. sport. I care about your well-being. I care about you. Yeah. I, I, it's not just I watch fight. You guys go at it. You guys are beating the crap out of each other, whatever the hell it is. And then you guys, you know, I don't you're, turn off the TV. I had a great night and I don't I actually want you guys to be well. Is there yeah. something in place? you know, whether it's each individual organization or somewhere else, is there a community uh, for you, for, for fighters after their career? No, to help fighters after, to my knowledge, there's nothing at all, you know. Um, UFC, I think we'll do a few things before about, uh, I mean, I think they do, they do a few things, the fighter conferences where they, where they do tell you to set up your, uh, you know, set up a corporation and stuff like that so you pay less taxes i don't even know keeps anything about investing to be honest i mean i know i learned about investing but i don't think it was through the ufc i think this is kind of uh you know i know it's a hard thing to do to teach athletes because it's not easy to get us to listen but there definitely needs to be uh more of a push to get guys yeah after before during you know to make sure the lives are heading in the right direction yeah yeah because you dude we see so many people you know every month or so you see somebody else who's done something you're just like oh man like i just want to be there for you just to kind of like mm-hmm. say don't do it or a guide you in the right direction help you out because it's listen in the end you know you're you guys are the one to put yourself on the line every day so you guys should be protected yeah. you should you should have something like that um i do want to ask about um it's something so random do you you're yeah. tight you're tight with the ds brothers but do yeah. you were you did you go and travel with them to, to like europe to like uh amsterdam a lot uh, no, I've never been to like Amsterdam with the Diaz brothers. Been to, been to Canada with them, been to Japan with them, but never, never Europe. They had from because I went to Amsterdam twice, and there was this crazy, unbelievable burrito spot that I went to. That I now I haven't been there in twelve plus years, but 
But the guy, the owner was like, oh, dude, I roll with them. When they're in town, I rolled with them, or I was friends with them back in the day, whatever it was. I just was wondering if that was a real thing or the guy was just blowing smoke up my ass that they were Yeah, I don't – yeah, I don't – I can never think of them being the Amsterdam, to be honest. I'm not saying they haven't been there, but it's not ringing. Hmm. They haven't been there a lot because I, I can't think of no instances of ever being to the Amsterdam. I kind of, you know, usually know when they're traveling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, to my knowledge, they've never been to Amsterdam. Possibly been there, though. Like, uh, I'm just trying to, because when you mentioned Amsterdam, I'm like, when have they been to Amsterdam? It's not out, out there with, went there without me, but I don't really think so. They kind of, they, they go place to fight, and then when they travel, it's the same spot, you know? They go out to Hawaii, they go to, <laughs> they come so to New York. kind of business in Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah, no. exactly. They go to New York, <laughs> Hawaii, they kind of got their little, you know, routine they do. Usually hey, when they leave the country, it's for a, it's for a fight, right? And listen, their routine's good, dude. And listen, I mean, you got to talk about two two guys that just know how to sell fights, like Nate Nate Diaz too. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. how on, he just is just masterful at selling fights. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I love watching it. Um, but you too, man. Like, how how do you feel? You know, again, like, do you miss competing in in, in the MMA world, or do you are you are you satisfied with your career and you you know doing these uh doing these uh, grappling matches and stuff like that, grappling tournaments? I mean, I mean that's a tough question because, I mean, I mean, of course I miss MMA world. There, there's no rush, like, going out there and fighting in front of, uh, well, I mean, I guess 60,000 people in, in, when I fought GSP. There's just – there's no better feeling, no crazier feeling. You know, you know, I love it. It's awesome. But it's also uh, it's also a brutal sport. I did it for, like, 19 years. I had uh, – you know, I feel like I'm still mostly healthy. Well, pretty much healthy overall. You know, my body – I'll get achy and stuff because I still train, but no serious injuries, no, no head trauma. So – I feel like I made it out pretty easy. So I, I would, you know, I haven't retired, but I would only fight if it made sense. You know, I'm not trying to fight these young, up and tough, uh, up and coming, really tough kids that are that are trying to make it. I would fight another guy that's been a, been in the game forever, another legend. You know, I would step up and like give someone like Henderson a rematch, something like that would be mm. cool to go out and do a couple fights like that. But uh, but I'm not trying to like win any world titles anymore. Hey, who knows? Maybe I'd go out there and do a fight and get that itch again. Because actually, surprisingly, <laughs> training, you know, I, I train with a lot of top guys still in Vegas. And I'm, my, my body feels like I still, you know, I still can do amazing with these young top fighters. I think the biggest problem is the mindset. You know, when I was young, I was willing to die out there. I would go out there in a mindset like, oh, if I die or kill this guy, that, that's what I was ready for. But it's hard at 42 to go out there and be like, oh, I'm going to, I don't care if I die tonight. You know, you just kind of lose that mentality. And that's kind of a, I feel like I've lost that more than the physical edge. Yeah, but let my but to to follow up on that, like I feel like the one thing. Listen, you're just a little bit older than me. Now I never competed in in, in that type of fighting at all. I've, I've competed in sports. It's completely different. But you know, I, in life, the more you do something, the better you get at it. You know? worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, and especially you being a veteran and understanding, you know, when you get in that cage, you have to feel like you have the edge because of just the knowledge alone of what you have. Well, yeah, no, I, I still think I could go out there and uh, I still think I could be out there at a really high level and win some really big fights. The only, the only difference is I think sometimes if a fight gets really tough right now, I might not have the extra push that I used to. You know, perfect example, I just mentioned Dan Henderson. That's another perfect example. When Dan Henderson dropped me two or three times in the first round, like I was willing to die out there and win and stop fighting. Now, if he did that today, would I, would I still feel that way? Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I'm not really sure. But back then I knew I wasn't going there and I was, I was in a fight until I was physically completely unconscious or couldn't move. Do you think that um, the way that MMA is that that they need someone to step in at times for some of these fighters that that won't throw the towel in a little so- soon that that will like I mean I I watched Marie Davashvili uh, versus Marlon Marais not too long ago and it was incredible I mean that guy is unbelievable but you thought he was knocked out you thought the fight was over and somehow he comes back and he just does his thing. So you look and see certain fighters are just like able to withstand that. And then there's other fighters that you see them kind of try to work through that, but then never get there. Do you think someone's going to step in? Because listen, uh, thankfully right now, MMA has, has not suffered any brutal loss, but in like the BKFC bare knuckle fighting, there was someone that just died not too long ago. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but he just died not too long ago. He got in 12 seconds, got knocked out. He, first of all, he should not have been in the, in the ring to begin with, because he was coming. He hadn't won a fight in who knows how long being going up against a guy who's on a crazy win streak was never supposed, should have never gone in the, in the ring with him, but he did. And then he never recovered from injuries. So like for that, do you, do you think that there's gotta be someone that steps up and said, cause the corner you, you you're a warrior, you're a yeah. warrior, you're, you're corner men that know who you are. You know, who's should there be a third party in there just in case? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I lean towards the size of letting the fighters push it as far as possible, but you have to realize when they're actively fighting or not. And you know, the perfect example is the Marab versus uh, was it Moreno, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Because Moreno, Moreno rocked him three or four times, but Marab was still so actively trying. He was knocked out on his feet, but you could see in his mind he was still trying to win. The difference is sometimes you see these guys are mentally defeated. They're not trying to fight. And that's, it's kind of hard to tell that, you know what I mean? You have to have a very knowledgeable referee to, to know when the guy is done and when they're not. So I knew the Rob fight, I knew he was hurt. I was thinking he might get finished, but I could look at him and see, Hey, he's still trying to win this fight. He's in the game. And that's when he was able to come back and win. So it's watching these fights kind of like what was those Eddie, um, those, those great fights between, um, Frankie Edgar and a Gray Maynard, right? Oh my God! Down, yeah, knocked down multiple times, but he was still very much in the fight. Because you could just see when these guys were actively moving, actually moving, trying to fight. That's when you got to let them fight. And it's you know it, it takes a very uh very good, very skilled ref to make these decisions. 
Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it takes skilled judges to 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 make those uh you know to to grade, and they don't do it very well either. So that, that yeah, that's, no, a, exactly. that's, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, are you are you excited to see how like the, the, the they're going to score you in this? Are you worried about the the refs and and is it the judges? I should say in in the uh, in your uh, tournament coming up. Um, just minorly. I felt like last time I did a show for him, I felt like I had won the fight and then they gave it to the other guy. And then I found out afterwards, I think the judges were the other guy's teammates. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it kind of sucks when they do that. But it's hopefully that won't be the case this time. <laughs> is Sean Patrick Flannery going to be there? He was there at the last card. Is he going to be there for this one? Who, who is that? Sean Patrick Flannery. He's the guy. I don't know if you ever saw um, Boondock Saints, and he's been in like a bunch of movies and stuff like that. Good, decent, good, very good actor, but he's also like uh, runs like his own jujitsu um, uh, tr- uh, training jujitsu um, uh, uh, area, whatever in in Texas. I believe he's. I think yeah. that's where he's from. They're Texas. actually they're actually doing this one in Arizona. I know Third Coast Grappling in Texas, but they're. They're going on the road. I think they might change the name because they're going to start doing shows like all over the country. That's so they're great. Doing it over and so yeah, this one's actually in Phoenix, Arizona. That's awesome. Well, listen, and it, listen, it's cool that it's expanding. That's the one thing I love about it. This sport, this MMA, the combat sports world, is it is expanding. I just got the phone with Jeb Zuda, the the, the Zuma with the Jeb Zuda boxer and he's out in awesome. St. St. Thomas right now and he's sitting there and he's creating this celebrity boxing uh, event going on but he's focused more on like you know fighters that like are more from the street side of things and trying to get them in the ring to give them an outlet which is kind of cool so I, I like the different things fight tv is very diverse with their levels of fights that they got going on yeah i hadn't really known i don't really know too much on fight tv but i just found out they're on this show and i'm like oh cool so it sounds like they got a lot going on and that's uh hopefully they'll keep growing the yeah. more content the better that's that's for sure listen jake i appreciate the time man and i'm looking forward to seeing your fight on friday uh the tournament on uh, friday right the 23rd that is on uh saturday saturday okay yeah today's the 20th there we go that makes sense i'm in the back of my head so So the so saturday 23rd in phoenix uh looking forward to that and uh dude good luck and please keep in touch and we'll we'll do this again man yeah man great talking to you have a good one uh, that was awesome. You know, very interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if everyone does know the the Nick Diaz stuff going on right now, but it's interesting to see someone so close to him see his his input in that situation. And again, it stinks to see that or think that people are are fighting without really wanting to, which is for payday, which is, I mean, why else do you work? You work for, for money. We work. We all work for money. But if you don't want to do something and you have to do it, that's your only source of income, that stinks, especially if that's not, wasn't the battle he wanted. That's not how he, how he wanted to return. Um, and you can see it too. Like, you know, Lawler touched him up once. Really good. And it's like, all right, enough for Nick Diaz. He made his money. He can get out of it now. All right, let's get to, to Zab Judah. Listen, this interview is a little bit, uh, I had to edit a, little, a lot. He gave me 20 minutes, but I really couldn't uh, use it all just because of St. Thomas. His uh, internet connection was a little in and out. So we did our best. Uh, but here he is, Zab Judah, talking about his celebrity boxing fight this evening on Fight TV. I'm over here in the Virgin Islands right now. I'm over here in the Virgin Islands right now. And then, uh, what the hell are you doing talking to me? You should be partying right now. What's going on? I know. I'm over here. Uh, Saturday night is going down. Celebrity Championship Boxing. That's what's Can't up. Can't wait. I'm excited. Dude, it's a pleasure to talk to you. It's an honor to talk to you. Tell me how did you get it? We're just going to dive right into this. It's the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. We're being joined by Zeb Judah. Huge fight coming up. Celebrity 
sort of boxing. It's a lot of different personalities. Tell me how you got involved in this, man. So, um, how I got involved with this was, you know, after the after the death of uh, Pop, of Pop Smoke, you know, what I'm saying he's from Brooklyn, and um, I just got started all this uh, violence and, and um, street violence. So what I said was, I'm gonna start a street boxing league for the professional boxers. There's a league for the professional MMA guys. There's a league for karate guys. There's a league for street fighters that don't desire to be this 24/7. A fighter. I provided a league for them. It's amazing. And, and I mean, you think about all like, you know, especially during a pandemic, a lot of people need a different outlet. So you're giving them that olive branch. How long did it, t- did it take for you to figure that out, to, to find a place that they can go to? Did it take a, a very long process? Um, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? It takes a lot, you know, when you start up something new, something that's never been done before, you know what I'm saying? It takes a lot of, hard work and dedication, you know what I mean? But um, we figured it out, myself and, and, and the great team that's around me. You know, I thank those guys, myself, my wife, my team. And um, we made it happen. Saturday night, live on Fight TV. You can watch us live from the Virgin Islands, St. Thomas. Loving it, loving it. I haven't been to St. Thomas in quite some time. How is the weather right now? How is it just gorgeous? It's, it's, so I'm outside. I'm sweating right now. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> When I got my COVID mask on, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, ha- I'm having a great time. So, so, so what I did today was I came out to the locals. I came to hang out with the locals. You know what I'm saying? To blend in and, you know what I'm saying? Give us some giveaway tickets and things like that. So we have, we having a good time. But as you can see, we live right here from St. Thomas at Virgin Islands. Saturday night is going down live on Celebrity Championship Boxing, live on Fight TV. I'm excited, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, what I, I feel it. I feel it. And now, how often do you want to try to do this? You said how many? How often do you want to get these fights going? You want it like every few months? I'm going at it every ninety days. Every, every ninety, 90 days. days. And celebrity championship boxing face. And how are you getting the celebrities? Like, are you personally going out and get, making the phone calls? Like, I want you on my card. Oh, yes. 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 Every every one of my every one of my fighters that's on my card say they can tell you they have a personal relationship with Zabjuda. Nobody's on here that that's never met me. They got to talk to my side assistant. None of that shit. It's <laughs> me, Zabjuda. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I you do a lot of awesome stuff. Um, I saw now. Do you tell me if I'm wrong? Maybe I read it wrong. But do you help out with like a dementia um, patients and stuff like that? Is that something you do yes. on the side too? I'm a certified. I'm, I'm a certified nurse. Yes, I'm a certified how, nurse. How did, you, how did you get into that? that. Because this I've... big, masculine... <laughs> this big... I know, I know, I know. This big, masculine man is not afraid to say I'm a certified nurse. Yes. Dude, you're yes. better. You be, you're good for me. Listen, I love all that. I wanna, all, all I want to do is tell guys out there that I think it's a, it's a punk job. You try it. You accomplish it, and then we'll talk. How did you... <laughs> how did you? But how did you pick dementia patients and stuff like that? How did you get involved with that? Um, um, I didn't pick what field to get me in. It was a field that I was in and I just fell in love with them. I, I just fell in love with the patients, the people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, very, uh, you know, you know, people tell you, I'm, well, I don't know what the hell I did. That shit sound kind of loud. <laughs> All good, man. <laughs> I want to walk away. I don't, I'm not, I don't know what the hell is the bushes. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that it's was. coming at you, dude. It was kind of loud. Let me step away from that. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't want to. 
I'm a city boy, you know. But I anyway, so am I, um, yeah. So it. you know, I was working out. I was working with the patients, and um, I fell in love with it, man. And I just said, I want to learn more. I want to get my certification. I want to be, you know, educated on what I'm doing. And that's what I did. Do you see the boxing going towards this celebrity boxing? Is obviously that's why you're partaking in it. But do you see it like this is where the crave is? This is the this is the rave right now. This is everyone's doing this. It's it's you. It's the Jake Pauls. It's everybody's out there doing some sort of celebrity boxing. Is this eventually going to take over from the real boxing? I mean, we saw Tyson Fury. We saw Deontay Wilder. That was an amazing amazing trilogy. But those seem to be few and far between now. You can never take away from the um, iconicness of boxing. Never, never. But what what you can do is give everybody a lane. My lane, I'm not for the Jake Paul and Jake Paul and them. They have their own lane. My lane is the streets. Mm-hmm. I got the street. You know, what I'm saying as far as street fighters and and people doing that in different cities that don't have a lane for fighting. I created that. That's that's my goal right now. To create that. Do you? Let me ask you a question because. You've you've seen so many amazing fights. You've been in so many amazing fights. You were clearly the best uh, to to almost beat Mayweather. You're definitely up there as far as the one name that really stuck out that really did some damage to him. Uh, who is the greatest boxer of all time? Um, my opinion is not one person. It's um my idol of the sport is Pernell Whitaker, Mike Tyson. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Sugar Ray Robinson. I think that if I had if I had to give my trophy and my flowers to the number one guy, it would be those guys. And I would have to split it between four. Who is the toughest opponent you've ever had? Mickey Ward. Really? Mickey? What made him so difficult? Uh, I fought him at a time I was 15 and 0, and uh, he was like 34, 30, 34 and 2. And um, it was a very difficult time. I was young. I was still new in the game. I was learning. And uh, I knew that I, one thing I had to do was get past this fight. This was my major hurdle, and I jumped the hurdle. And then everything was from there. But he was the toughest fight. He made me dig down in my brain more than anybody else I ever had to. That's why I always tell everybody that, you know. Zeb Judah is joining us right now. Uh, big celebrity boxing fight matches coming up this Saturday on Fight TV. We're looking forward to it. Um, so you're big. Again, this is all about the streets. This is all about the, the people that, that are fighting on the streets, and you want to give them a platform. Why? Right. What makes you so connected to that? Um, just, Just, I don't know, just me being – you know, a poverty-struck kid from a poverty-struck environment. Um, being from Brownsville, Brooklyn, um, just 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 being being at the bottom of the barrel and climbing my way to the top. I feel like I want to go back and give all everybody that I know opportunity at having an opportunity at uh, uh, having success. And if that if that would mean starting our own league, that's what I did. I started my own league for it. That's amazing. And now, do you ever want to try to bring it back to Brooklyn? Is that a possibility for you? I mean, right now, you say, Thomas, this is awesome. But is it ever a possibility that you're going to bring some of these fights? to the- Dude, I'm a New Yorker. I'd come over there to watch that. I- I'm in I'm in East Chester. I'm in Westchester area. 
I'll come down to Brooklyn to watch these fights. Let's do it. I promise you guys, Barclay, Brooklyn, watch out. Zab Jews on the way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What else do you have going on? I mean, besides the celebrity fights that you're putting on, besides your, your nursing that you're, you're working with dementia patients and stuff like that, what else is Zab Judah up to these days? How have you spent? I mean, it's been a, the pandemic has hit many people. Um, in de- different ways, but a lot of like good, great stuff has come out of it. So obviously this, this boxing celebrity boxing has come out of it. What else from Zeb Judah has come out of the, the pandemic? Well, during the pandemic, you know, the way I stay relaxed was I took a dose of super punch, super punch is the new marijuana uh, medical brand. You know what I'm saying? You can check it out live at superjuda.com. Check it out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, tell me what you think. I love it. <laughs> hey, listen, you you need to love it. But I'll I'll test it. I'll let you know how it is. But I'll I'll that's that's great. So when did you start that up? How how long did you how long did you when did you start that up? Um, Super Punch was started. Um, maybe what we three years in now. Three yeah, we, years. We, we three years in now. Uh, yeah, three years in now. We're working on the gummies, the gummies and the edibles. Um, it'll be launched in California. Maybe sometime at the top of the year right now. So, yeah. Are you still living in the city uh, in New York or you're still you're on the West Coast now? I live in I live in California. I'm oh, in California. I'm, I'm a beach boy now. Oh, you're a beach boy now. So you're living it up. You're you're OK. That's cool. Listen, the new the New York New York area misses you, though. We miss you, my friend. We need we need you over I know, here. Man. <laughs> I miss you guys. I, I love you guys. You know that with all my heart. Well, listen, Zeb, Zeb, listen, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you hanging out with me. I appreciate what you're doing uh, for for the boxing world, for the community, for the streets, because it's very important, dude. In a time like this, we need people like you to to build cool – first of all, it's entertainment for people like me. Like, I'm a big combat sports fan, so that's what it is. It's all entertainment. I've loved watching it. It's it's fun. It's this is what we do. This is what I do. This is what I enjoy. I, this is what I promote. But for someone like yourself to be able to put it together is really awesome. So congratulations on that. All right, my guy. Thank you. Thank you again to Jake Shields. Thank you again to Zeb Judah. Uh, thank you all for listening. As always, uh, it is the Five Fan with Pete Hoffman. We'll be back again next week. I will be returning to the airwaves next weekend. Next Saturday, I will be on October thirtieth. Uh, from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. on WFAN. So definitely check that out as well. And I'll be back with Moose and Maggie this week, as always, 10 to 2 with them, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Jeez, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the fan, as always, with Moose and Maggie. Uh, thank you again. Follow me at the Hoff WFAN, at the Fight Fan, WFAN, at the Fight Fan with Pete Hoff, and everywhere else, WFAN.com, Odyssey app, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And again, thank you for listening to the Fight Fan with Pete
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.